Welcome to the Payroll Insights Podcast again. Steve Bogner and Nina Scott here. Hey, Nina. Hey, Steve. How are you? We're good. Doing good. Can't um, believe summer's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, I huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, we're going to talk about payroll audits today. Um, payroll is one of these things that likes to get audited, I guess. There's a lot of different ways payroll can be audited. And, you know, I think we'll talk about the different types of audits, but uh, I think what you'll find out, dear listener, is that a lot of the advice that we have been giving leading up to this podcast all comes in handy when you have a payroll audit. Um, you know, having having all your, your stuff together <laughs> makes a big difference. Documentations, checklists, and things like that. So we'll talk about that. But um, first of all, let's let's talk about the types of audits that happen in payroll. Um, I mean, they they're varied. They all have something in common, right? Because they're an audit. But I think you know we go all the way from like an an IT audit of your payroll systems and technologies to I don't know, Nina. What would you say is the most difficult sort of audit? I think. Difficult versus scary. To, <laughs> to, uh, yes. What's the most scary type of audit? Yeah. So most audits to me, like the majority of your audits are internal, external, your financial audits that are on a very consistent cycle. And yeah. the payroll is usually the largest expense, maybe next to cost of goods sold. Um, you will be audited without yeah. a doubt. Okay. Um, so those types of audits tend to be more scheduled, more cyclical in nature, okay? So then when we move up the gamut, we then have maybe more of those, you know, IT where you get hit every once in a while, or, you know, you're looking at your source system and auditing their system, or you have a tax audit, which is more cyclical in nature. And then you have all the way up to the other end, like a Department of Labor, which is a little bit more scary because it usually means there was a complaint. They don't randomly um, just pick yeah. where like tax, they may pick you based on some psych, you know, who knows, There's an algorithm or something, right? But yeah. usually with a Department of Labor audit, there has been probably more than one complaint. Okay, that mm -hmm. has caused them to scratch their head and move forward. Okay, yep. Um, yep. so to me, there's a gamut. Now they also happen in that spectrum in terms of how often. Okay, mm -hmm. um, the first thing, the ru first rule of auditing in my mind is closing your eyes and ignoring them does not make them go away. It's not going to go away. No, no, auditors don't go away. It just makes right. them more uh, irritated. So not responding to the letters from the auditors or, you know, communications, trying to schedule them or whatever will only cause you problems and actually only frustrate the auditors, which means they're not as friendly to you. Okay, right. so you want to really be cognizant of that working relationship because if you can, I don't want to say win them over, but win them over, it helps with your audit. Okay, 
So there's a little bit of schmoozing involved. So it's very important that you're responsive to whoever the auditor is. But, so first rule in my mind is be responsive, okay? Second rule in my mind is control the audit, okay? You know, I, I come into a lot of payroll departments and they, they're like, hey, the auditor just comes and does whatever he wants. No, 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 no. No, no, it doesn't have to be that way. My world and look at it. First of all, identify your point person. And the auditor speaks to your point person and doesn't speak to anybody else unless it's arranged by your point person, okay? Because you're controlling the message, you're controlling who they speak to, they don't get to go walking around your department and just like randomly look at things and randomly talk to people. Because let's be honest, we all have Chatty Kathy in our departments, okay? So you don't, you don't do that. You, you set the kind of stage that so-and-so is the point person, so-and-so will help arrange, so-and-so will be, you know, on, you know, point to pulling data and providing it to you in the, the agreed format, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, and that's, this isn't, and that's not to hide anything. That's not the purpose of that. The purpose of that is to make sure that you have clear and consistent communication. That's one of the biggest things, you know, with an audit is making sure that you have clear and consistent communication. Because, I mean, different people in your department, whether it's your IT shop or your payroll shop, <clears throat> they have different viewpoints on the same thing, right? So what they'll see about one thing is not the same that someone else sees about something else. And they, there's different levels of expertise also. Um, so that's why it's good to have it go through one person, like you said, and just to ensure consistency and clarity. And, you know, and that's the thing with an audit, don't hide anything. Don't, don't hide. It's going to be worse if you hide something. Don't do that. It's just controlling the message. Now, doesn't this sound very similar to, a, I guess, a few podcasts ago when we talked about controlling the message when there's an issue? For sure. You yeah. know, it's the same concept, okay? Because don't, don't underestimate. There are people that are like, you know, you always have those people in your departments that are like, oh. The world is ending. Yes, we get a lot of off cycles. Or oh, we always have problems. How many problems? We had one last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't put that as your point person. <laughs> <laughs> we all exist. You know, it's in. You know, auditors do expect that there will be problems. So be upfront about it. Yeah. But you got to help them understand the order of magnitude. <laughs> that represents in the big picture of life okay right right um so first is control the message the second you know i'm sorry um the next point i wanted to make was the pre-planning of the audit okay mm -hmm. that's extremely important to me i don't want to meet you on monday and then all of a sudden i'm running around doing stuff that you want by 11 o'clock Right. The pre-audit planning becomes very important. What are the questions you're going to ask me? What is the time frames you want me to pull? Give me enough time to pull it. You know, let's come to an agreed-to format. Let's mm -hmm. come to an agreed-to way that we're communicating to each other. All of those things. And 
again, there's a gamut. There's some, some organizations that have software that they put each audit item in the software and you attach your yep. backup to that particular item. But yep. then there's, there's places where we're back at paper, you know, and, and, and we should be, you know, we have to pull in the file cabinets or sometimes even go to archives, depending on how we've archived. Hopefully those are the days of old, but you know, <laughs> Again, how far back they go. Um, yeah. You know, making sure you have that pre-planning. Now, depending on where they are in the audit, you know, like what's where they are in the spectrum of the type of audit, you could get a freshly minted college student who's graduated, who basically doesn't know how to read their own paycheck as your yeah. auditor. And okay. they don't know anything about payroll, yeah. Or all the way up at some of those tax and Department of Labor and some of those audits, you may have a government worker who hates their job, who you know has been doing it for 700 years and is crankier than cranky, you know? Like you gotta mm -hmm. figure out who your auditor is as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because um like some spectrum, they may not be astute at Excel or picking samplings or things along that nature, okay? Or at the other end, they could be awesome at Excel, but know nothing about payroll. So the question they've asked doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a note that I had is some audits, there's a, a level of education that you need to do also for the auditor. Sometimes it's about payroll itself, right? How things work, how payroll works. Sometimes it's about special processes or calculations that you have, right? Um, and education on that aspect of it. Sometimes it's, you know, when I see um, IT system audits for payroll, it's explaining to them how, you know, the different systems work, how they're connected and why you've done it that way. <clears throat> so, Part of an audit too is, is education about, you know, educating the auditor on how things are so that they have a good understanding of what's going on. Because if they're confused about you, you're not gonna, well, it's, it's gonna be tougher to get a good audit opinion because that, that confusion is gonna come out expressed as uncertainty. And what you don't want from an audit is an uncertain outcome, I believe. Um, you know, one of the things too, to, uh, you know, as, as you're getting your audit together is sometimes it's not all up to you. It's that you have partners in this, right? You have accounting, you have benefits, you have HR internally, externally, you have, maybe you're having, uh, maybe you're outsourcing tax payments, right? And tax filings. And so you need to get that company involved in your audit, or if you outsource your payroll altogether, you know, a lot of times you know, you'll have to go to that provider to have them help with the audit, um, which sometimes is easier because a lot of times, well, a good provider is going to be prepared for audits because they get audited all the time, right? <clears throat> so, you know, they should have, uh, they should be able to help out a lot with an audit. But anyway, education, educate people so, on. Yeah, yeah, and so to me, you do that pre-planning with the auditor and then you bring your team together. So they yeah. need to understand the timing, what's going to be asked of them, the turnaround time, again, giving them that horizon, that window, because to your point, you are not going to have everything. You're going to need other people to help yeah. you.
get to the answer. Okay. Um, so yes, that would be the next step. Once you get, you know, you do the pre-planning, get your team together, you know what your selections are. That way you can start and very methodically have the list, check them off, give them to the auditor in a logical format. It's sort of like, you know, that old uh, adage, don't get, you know, like old picture in your head where you give the accountant that shoebox of all your stuff. No. You have no idea how your taxes are going to turn out, right? But give it to them in a logical, very, con- you know, the more organized it is, the more you appear like you know what you're doing. Now, true. Yeah. In theory, <laughs> okay, in theory, audit controls are not different from company company in payroll. For the mm, most yeah. part, the same basic controls should exist. Okay. Yeah. Maybe slightly differently done, but basic controls. You know, you're making sure your GL matches the total of the net pay. You make sure, you know, you're looking at high payment, you know, you know, some of those types of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, those should sound like many of the audits that are on your production checklists. For sure, yep. Okay, and if they're not, you need to be upgrading your production checklist, right? Um, So so we'll talk about that in a minute, the post-audit steps. Um, Mm -hmm. But you should be, you know, they may ask you a question and they may not word it in the way that you provide the evidence. Okay, you may be doing it, but doing it differently than they're asking. So some of that pre-planning conversation, you can say, okay, well, yeah, you know, fundamentally we're doing the same thing that you're looking for, but this is how we do it. And right. this is what we provide you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be, you know, help them get to the evidence that's naturally that what you have. So I think that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah, and you know, having these things documented and controlled, um, like you said, that's a key. And, and the way you do that is you make it part of your process, mm-hmm. right? You don't put together a production checklist when the auditor asks for it. You have a production checklist that you use daily, weekly in your payroll cycle. And and when someone needs to know how you do payroll, it's right there. So it it comes back, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, a lot of the things we've advised in previous podcasts, they all sort of roll into this to this audit framework, because if you're organized and documented, um, these aren't so bad. It's not so bad. Right. Um, The next thing that I try to do is once the selections are made, I get everyone to pull them, I organize them, but then I scan them. Don't give them something you haven't scanned <laughs> because you don't want to, you know, come at you and say, oh, you didn't do this and you didn't know it, right? Yeah, keep a record, yeah. You would rather um, point it out to them. And sometimes, especially as you go into organizations where you've done a lot of fixing, Okay, you can talk about the maturity curve. So I've said to auditors, you know, 
we had a whole world order change. We had a new system, mm -hmm. okay? Or we had a new payroll manager or a whole new staff or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning of the year, you're gonna see this, but by December, it's gonna be nice and tight. Right. And be honest about it, yeah. <laughs> okay? Because you've recognized an issue and you fixed it. It doesn't mean that they won't sample from that time frame, but they may, um, they may then sample more at the end of the time frame to ensure that the control has been has matured. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and if the auditor says, you know, mm -hmm. if the auditor says, you know, this started out as a hot mess, but over the last six to nine months, it's it's improved to the point where it's acceptable. I mean, that should not be a new message to, to anyone who's reading the audit report, right? Yeah. And it could be it's still not there yet, and it could be, and we're going to be doing this in the yeah. next year, so that the message is this message of development, not a message of you're just not doing the job. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so that is that is um, you know very important. Then once they have all of this evidence, to your point, they will review it. And sometimes the questions you're like, huh? Yeah. Don't you even know what that means? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That's where the inexperience of some of the auditors comes through. And, you know, it's not a knock on, on the auditors. This is a, an entry level job for a lot of people coming into accounting. And it's okay, you know, and, you know, they, there's a list of questions that they <clears throat> have to ask and go through. And, and like I said before, it takes some education sometimes. Um, you know, they're going to know basic systems and basic accounting, basic processes. But I mean, I've seen some really weird things in some payroll organizations, you know, weird systems, weird ways of doing things. And sometimes you have to, you know, um, explain those. And um, it comes back to, to, you know, some of these things you can sort of say, you know, here's our document on it, you know, because we have all of our processes documented, right? Something we've talked about before. You know, have something documented, have your change control ready to show that, well, you know, this was an error, like you said, and then we had this change and it fixed it. And here's the record of that change. Um, all those things go a long way towards educating people um, about the reality of, of what you're operating in. And I think that that's uh, one of the key things with an audit is to, you know, accurately describe the, the environment you're working in. Um, but then also, you know, don't answer questions that haven't been asked too. That's one of the, uh, one of the keys in audits, you know, provide the information that, you know, you don't have to go above and beyond, just provide what's asked for. That's a really good point, which goes back to the chatty Kathy. Okay. Yeah. You want to make sure the person who is, is providing messages understands not to give too much information. Because the more you give, the more they're going to ask questions. Yeah, and it's not, it doesn't mean that you're hiding anything. Uh, it's just, you can really go down some rabbit holes and waste a lot of time mm -hmm. and not provide any value for it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, one other thing is that you need to realize I've ever been on an audit where it's been a hundred percent. 
Okay. Yeah. And because they're paid to find something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think you have to kind of realize that. And yeah. what you're going for in my mind has been are the findings stuff you kind of knew already, which is what I always prefer, oh. or are they so minute that really they're of no they're no no major consequence. So you're right. you know, because they're gonna have to mention something. <laughs> well, there's different levels of audits, right? There's different there's a warning, there's there's you know, there's a scale. Not every audit finding is the same. Right. So kind of look for that. And don't be upset if it wasn't a hundred percent clean bill of health. Because mm -hmm. they gotta justify, you know, to some extent. Um yeah. It's like the plumber that you want them to come in and check, you know, like when they do a house inspection, they're not going to say the house is perfect, right? Otherwise, why did you bring them in? Right? <laughs> well, yeah, perfect doesn't exist. I mean, I, I'm, as you say that, I'm thinking back to the project audits that I've done. Um, you know, I've done a number of project audits where people have me come in as a third party objective independent resource, right? I'm not um, from the company and I'm not from the consulting provider. I'm a third party. I come in, I look at the projects and look at what's going on. I always find something, right? Um, and sometimes it's consequential and sometimes it isn't. But, you know, just, just you know, don't don't take it personally when someone comes around and says, well, we found these couple of little things. It's like, well, no one keeps their house 100% clean. You know, you come in with a white glove, you're going to find some dirt. It's just the way it is. And uh, I think this, to me, kind of comes to the, learnings after the audit right so after the audit you know get people together or just do some self-reflection and say how did that go where did we struggle what did they find okay obviously fix what they found and address that have a plan to do that but also just sort of do a, a post-mortem on it right and say how did we do internally what do we need to work on i mean i think it's a great opportunity to improve your 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 department and your IT systems and everything because someone's giving you information, right? So take that and use it. And use it for developing what is the what is the next step in our maturity. Okay. Mm -hmm. And also reflect on questions they asked but didn't go far enough deep enough for them to actually have found something. Okay. Because mm -hmm they're also getting more mature, okay? Mm -hmm. So especially those cyclical ones, they'll be more intelligent next time, okay? So mm -hmm. kind of in that post-mortem, not only fix what they've identified, but see and reflect on what they didn't ask that could have caused you a problem, okay? Mm -hmm. And start to get that in order. Because there's a possibility they're going to hit that next time because you'll have fixed the other things. They'll move past it. They've got to still use up those three days that they're sitting there auditing. <laughs> so, so, you know, they're going to go deeper or ask more, uh, you know, more intuitive questions or more intelligent mm -hmm. questions around mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so that's yep. really important that the post-mortem is not just we survived let's go have a drink but right. you know do that you can do that too i mean <laughs> yeah it's 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 important to do that and 
And um, I, I like what you said there about, you know, what are the things that didn't look deeply enough into and and be prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good learning opportunity and <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, people have, uh, um, you know, different reactions to the audits and, and like you said, and I, I think that it's not something to fear. It's something to face and to learn from. It's going to help you become better at payroll, um, no matter what type of audit it is, right? Because anytime that you're digging into how you do things and having to explain that to someone else, you're getting a fresh look at what you do. And, you know, they're going to find errors and issues. And it's a great opportunity for you to, to tighten things up and to make your processes better. So, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, it can be painful, right? It can take a lot of time. Um, but I think my, my bottom line is, is learn from it. It's a great opportunity. Well, I also think, and then the circle goes full circle again. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've talked about control. We've talked about learning from it. But part of that control is also being aware of when they're coming next time. You know, I love auditors that want to come the same week that we're producing W-2s. Like, yeah. that's not a good time, okay? And so either controlling that message and controlling the timing or be proactive. Okay, finance department, I know you're going to need the auditors in this first week. Can you help me understand what they're going to ask for so I can prepare it in December, not that week that yeah. I am running doing W-2s? Yeah. Okay, so that full cycle in terms of being, um, you know, cognizant of the mm -hmm. next step and controlling it to bring a fire drill down to a process. Correct. Yep. Good points. So. Well, <clears throat> I think we've talked a lot about audits, Nina. So this is, yeah. you know, it's it's a, yeah, every payroll department has it. And I think payroll has a lot of different types of audits too, because of the scope and the breadth of, of what it does, right? Like you said, it's a lot of times it's the largest cost, larger, largest expense line in a company. So it gets a lot of attention. So mm -hmm. yay payroll. Look at all that attention. I can't believe the time went that fast, but we must have had fun talking about audits. See, it's not scary. <laughs> we did, we did. And uh, we'll we'll have another nice topic here in a couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully, you know, listeners, you know, if you have feedback for us, uh, questions, comments, um, anything you, else you'd like to know, then leave us some comments over on LinkedIn and, and we'll take a look at it and we'll work that in. So thanks, Nina. Thanks, Steve.